0: fantasizing about a lot of like darker themes and not darker themes in the sense of like dying you Mm. know being like being like seven years old and really obsessed with the idea of death and what it what it means and like the impact death will have on my family i think a lot of the times when you are in these spaces you tend to want to isolate okay and i think that's where art kind of came into and into play and became such a powerful and pivotal like element in me expressing like my true mm. feelings men also don't want to communicate their feelings communicate with your friends mm. there's no sense of weakness or a lack of masculinity in not being able to communicate your feelings
1: What's up, everybody? My name is Nosivela Kamganamaya, but welcome to Don't Hold Back. This is where we say it loud. We are on season two. Thank you so much for your support. Now, let's talk about mental health, anxiety, depression. <clears throat> we must be very honest that in some communities, this is very much frowned upon. We're still having difficult conversations around understanding what mental health is, you know, i was reading a story recently where a pregnant lady committed suicide because they could not understand what was wrong with her they did not understand that she was struggling with mental health today i'm very excited because we are hosting south african artist apparently is known as the african ginger i want to know the story behind that please welcome seth Permentel.
0: thank you for having me
1: thank you so much for coming through seth before we get into the topic for today, uh, we have a segment of the show where I ask a guest to bring a snack. Now, don't tell me the story behind the snack, but just tell me what you brought.
0: I got a lunch bar.
1: Okay. Yeah. That's quite stink thing. Um, and I'm going to need like a story behind it, oh, but we'll okay. talk about it much later on. Right. So, Seth, I was talking about mental health and how it's still very much misunderstood. And, you know, when I was doing my own research about your own journey and how you have basically embraced your journey and your experience and expressed it through your own art. But let's take it back. Should I be asking what triggered this whole journey? Are there certain traumas that you went through while growing up or still going through that triggered your own mental health struggles?
0: Well, firstly, mental health is genetic. Yeah. So as much as there are certain elements of trauma or life experiences that can trigger certain responses, okay. for the most part, it is part of your genetic makeup okay. you know so having a father that suffered with anxiety mother experiencing quite a traumatic childhood mm. these elements kind of combined it and you know led me to <laughs> experience type 2 bipolar you know which is okay. uh, it's fun <laughs> not really <laughs> so yeah
1: what are some of the early experiences of thinking to yourself there's just something that's off
0: i mean if i can be really honest with you it was fantasizing about a lot of, like, darker themes, and not darker themes in the sense of, like, what I would do to others, but more on what would be done to me, like, fantasizing on, like, dying, mm-hmm. you know, being like, being, like, seven years old and really obsessed with the idea of death and what it means and, like, the impact death will have on my family and my relatives, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, I was like, no seven-year-old should, uh, at the time, you just don't know it because mm-hmm. you're not really vocalizing these thoughts or you're not really vocalizing your interactions with people. But yeah, only when I got to like high school that I realized that that's just weird. People don't do that. Uh, And then, you know, I got diagnosed, but I was misdiagnosed, of course, with uh, just general depression and severe anxiety. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then I went through my early 20s taking the wrong type of medication, which kind of worsened my mental state. Sure. It's only until recently, within the last year, that I've been properly diagnosed.
1: So, all this time, yeah. you were incorrectly diagnosed, and you were taking not the uh, medication that you should be yeah, taking,
0: yeah well, I actually stopped taking medication as a whole because of a misdiagnosis because it was just so intense you know
1: was it was it heightening the whole you know
0: i mean yeah some some medications would have a negative effect on my body, some would have a negative effect on my mental health so mm. I would take an anti-anxiety, but that anti-anxiety would actually spark more depressive episodes. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like a cycle. But I'm happy where I'm at now, you know.
1: That's good. I'm happy to hear that. For sure. Did you, I mean, I I can only assume just in general when you're facing challenges or when you're going through something, having a support system that is good kind of gives you that assurance, you know, or kind of makes you f- be in a good space for sure
0: like having a structured support system is vital Mm -hmm. but i think a lot of the times when you are in these spaces you tend to want to isolate okay and i think that's where art kind of came and into play and became such a powerful and pivotal element in me expressing like my true Mm. feelings you feel that when you kind of communicate your feelings of your suicidal thoughts or depressive episodes that you're burdening your family or you're burdening mm. your friends or, you, you know, you're just not...
1: I get you. Yeah,
0: so you just kind of make art about it, you know. Mm. And that's what I did for, like, <laughs> the entirety of my life, you know. I was like, I felt isolated from that. I couldn't communicate that, so I made art about it, you know.
1: Mm. How did then it evolved in terms of, oh, wait a minute, I could actually make a career out of this? I never
0: thought about making a career out of that's it. That's where I'm going. Society told me from the jump that I'll never have anything from this career, so... But it's an itch in the back of my mind that I couldn't scratch, mm-hmm. that I'd never belonged in a corporate space. I had a job for like seven days and I got fired, <laughs> you know. I always, I, I never expected to have a career from it. Mm-hmm. You're always told from a young age that there's no money in art, yes. you're gonna starve to death, you're not gonna make it. So I always thought to myself that I'm just, you know, just going to live on my mom's couch and just try and figure shit out or <laughs> couch surf or I don't know yeah. just, just do something
1: mm. uh,
0: and yeah social media happened and now being an artist is one of the most promising careers one person can right. take you know which is ironic but it's cool
1: uh, what do you mean about social media what happened did you show, start showcasing your art there
0: yeah I mean like I think everybody started showcasing their work I think in the earliest spaces of social media mm. especially early Instagram, like 2013, 2014, Instagram Mm. was solely dedicated to communicating artistic expression. Mm. Instagram wasn't just this monetary valued space where, you know, you just take pictures for the sake of posting for brands. It was actually like posting pictures of your interests or sharing your music or sharing Mm. your art. It was a real platform that actually was focused on creative expression. I think it's a Pro and a con because having Instagram at that age or yeah. that time, you are sharing your work and you are interacting with thousands of people from different places of the world. As time progresses, you just build like a community and you build an audience and you fast forward and then you have a bunch of followers and you mm. verified on Instagram and that's yeah. Social media played a big role in defi- defining a lot of a lot of artists' careers. A lot of people are. Yeah, because of social media. Yeah, yeah. And wrong how with they that used it. It's pretty, pretty rad, you know. Yeah,
1: now let's be honest and realistic, right? Mm-hmm. Someone who's watching this, you've reached a certain level of success um, through through your art journey. But we have to be realistic that there is an artist that's there that's still struggling to get to the success that you've had. Looking back, would you still advise someone to go through or explore this career path? A young person that, that is passionate about it, but it's still not a job. I mean, we come from very disadvantaged homes. We don't have the opportunity or the platform or the chance for us to explore. Do you get what I mean? Um, we need to go to university or whatever, get a job and take care of our families. But there's that itch? There's that urge so if you had to speak to someone you should still say they can explore and if they do how do they get it right
0: there's no right or wrong answer there's also no right way to do it i think the most important thing to do is that if you can't breathe without it don't do anything my a friend of mine just moved back from thailand and he was working as an english teacher for seven years mm. And he said to me he felt so unfulfilled with Mm. doing what he did. He followed the path. You know, he did the university route, or he got the job that paid. He did all the right things to secure a good life, and when he came out of it, he just hated it. Yeah. It's about the passion. It's not about—it's also your life. Don't live it for other people's sake. Don't, you know— I mean, it's easier saying this because I've been living my life for myself.
1: Mm. I I stopped living
0: my life for my parents a long time ago. But that's also because I fought for that. And I had to really break a lot of generational curses in order for me to live this life of mine. But not like that. What I'm trying to say is that it's, it's, it's doable. If you want to make a career out of art, you just need to work 24 times better. Like you don't mm-hmm. work nine to five. You work 24 seven. Mm. You have to be willing to take on really bad jobs that pay you like two thousand rand, mm. and then there's jobs that's gonna pay you seventy thousand rand. You have to be willing to take on these jobs. You're gonna have to be willing to fight for your life.
1: Hmm. And if you want it bad, you have to want it work.
0: Yeah, you you'll, you will make it work. Yeah, you yeah. Will. But um, a lot of people that. I think that's what defines uh, an artist from just someone that's interested in art. Yeah. If you're interested in art, you'll always be like, "Ugh, I like art, but you know what? I can always just become like a pediatrician." Mhm. An artist <laughs> will always create no matter what. Yeah. You know, th- it's part of it's who they are. It's 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 not a it's not a phase, it's not an aesthetic, it's not a it's not a trend. It's, mm-hmm. it's who you are. Mm-hmm. It, it's essentially what you want to do. So if you really are an artist, you'll find a way to make your career work.
1: Hmm. Let's talk about your expression um, in art and also just the element of dealing with mental health and pouring your heart out and, and, and using art as a, way, uh, as a coping mechanism, if I can say that. But I'm quite interested because, for example, when I, I'm, I'm not an artist. I just like really nice art that looks nice. But how do you find the balance <clears throat> with the art not looking so dark? Considering you may not be in, in the best space when you were making that art.
0: It's just expression. It being dark is just what you were feeling at that type, time and space. Mm. You should never make art to fit a certain aesthetic like or to fit a certain bracket. You just pigeonhole yourself. I You like know, that. And just put yourself in a little bubble. Art is, like I said, it's expression. Mm. You are meant to create as much as you can. There was a conversation a few artists were having about the idea of aesthetics and that if an artist creates a certain aesthetic and is consistent with that aesthetic, does that become a style? Yes it does. But also an artist can create dozens of works that aren't aesthetically relevant and completely different from each other, mm-hmm. but still quintessentially be good and still be a style because they're from the artist. Mm-hmm. So when you're creating work, don't worry about making something dark or making something light. Or mm. if you're creating work and you want to speak to an audience, that piece was meant to, even if it was meant to relate to one person, mm. it, it, it's doing its job, you know. So don't worry about aesthetics. Just keep on making. You know?
1: Nice. Seth, before we continue, I just want to play a, a, a quick game with you We call sure. it rapid-fire questions okay. So I'm going to ask you a couple of questions Don't think too much about it, 10 seconds or less Okay, okay? So first question, which comic sup- superhero would you be? Background. <laughs> okay Where do you go when you're battling to come up with ideas?
0: Documentaries Oh, where do I go? Yeah Documentaries I don't leave my apartment so I go watch a documentary.
1: Okay, that's where you get your inspiration from. <laughs> yeah. Okay, what's your power food for a tired brain? Cigarette. Okay, you're the first artist sent to show aliens human art. Which tools would you take? Spray paint, I'm sorry, spray cans, brushes, or pencils? Spray cans. <laughs> I knew that was going to come to. Last question, which world famous artwork do you wish you had made?
0: Walking with Death by Jean-Michel Basquiat.
1: I have no idea what that is. Tell me more about it.
0: Just before Basquiat had an overdose, he created an art piece. Andy Warhol had passed away and he was dealing with the concept of death quite heavily. Mm. It's actually a very eerie topic. Um, It was one of the last artworks he made before he died. Okay. And it's a picture of a skeleton riding another skeleton.
1: Mm. With these
0: brown hues in the background. it's it's just one of the most powerful paintings I've ever seen in my life. Wow. But not only because of what the theme is, but it's also eerie because after creating that artwork, he died. So it's like, did he manifest his death or did he predict it, you know? Okay. Okay. Yeah, but if I could, I would have 100% made that. That or... mm, No, probably that. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Seth, I want to ask, do you feel we have addressed mental health, particularly when it comes to how it affects uh, males in South Africa, or just generally, actually, not Uh, in South Africa. You
0: know, to be honest with you, I'm kind of tired of this conversation of, you know, men, we like, oh, men's mental health is an issue. Men should communicate with each other about our issues. Mm -hmm. There's this constant thing that I see on TikTok where it's Mm -hmm. like, you know, male loneliness has increased by 63% and male Men's suicides are like the highest in the world. Like, mm. I understand these statistics. I am a man. Mm. I know what it's like. But men also don't want to communicate their feelings. Mm. Go to therapy, my guy. Mm. Go take meds. If you can afford to, do it. If you can't afford to, communicate with your friends. Mm. There's no sense of weakness or, or, or lack of of ma- ma- masculinity in not being able to communicate your feelings. Mm. I find it so inno- like irritating that... Men will vocalize and vocally complain about, I am so depressed. I have no one and I have nothing. But they will ignore communicating those feelings to their closest Mm. friends. They would rather drink those feelings away or they would rather fight those feelings away as opposed to just being the most, doing the most human thing and communicate. Mm. Just communicate. Yes, I know we suffer with mental illness. I have bipolar. I suffer with Battling suicidal ideas, yeah. but I go to therapy, you know, I, I take meds. Yes, it's not cheap. I budget for it. I mm. put a large amount of money away for my therapy per month and mm. for my meds, you know. It's not easy, it's not cheap, but mm. it's vital. It's what makes me function in society mm. easily, you know. So, yeah, I, no, I, 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 hear, I hear this yeah. all the time, and I, and I, I think people always want to feel like a sense of pity for men because, like, oh, shame, like. Damn, like he is going through so much. I am a man. I, mm. I am going through it. Mm. Just vocalize your feelings. Mm. Women have a tendency to do that. You know, yeah. women are vocal with their feelings yeah. towards each other. Yeah. And why can't we do the same thing?
1: Yeah. And that's the only way it's going to change. And because also, like, literally you can't I can't do anything about it. Yeah, and, I and I can't it...
0: trauma dump on my glasses. No. You know what I mean? Mm. Like every time I'm feeling upset. I vocalize all these things to my partner. She's not my therapist. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I have to seek professional help if I want to get better. I can't get into a relationship, trauma dump on my partner, expect her to fix all my problems. You know, it's just... just I
1: think what I'm getting is there's a level of being proactive about you and and also prioritizing yourself. 100%. um, And and taking responsibility of of your own health. 100%. That needs to be there. And that's how we change the narrative. Because,
0: like, I, I can tell you now, prior to going to therapy, I was... On the same breath, I was very like, it sucks being a man. There's so many social pressures, there's so mm. many small nuanced experiences that we have to go through that we don't ever experience, we don't ever get to vocalize. Yeah. You know, we just say it is what it is. And then I started going to therapy and I'm like, oh, dude, nah, man, like, it's not what it is. You don't have to say it is what it is. Yeah. You can you say, damn, that actually affected me in a negative light, mm-hmm. you know? I'm not comfortable with that mm-hmm. and move on from it or work it through, you know? Um,
1: no, I love that. I really, Honestly, the proactiveness, taking responsibility for your own health, and that's how we change the narrative once again. So just before we get into the snack, there's one more question that I wanted to ask. You work with a lot of brands, like big brands. Right. But still, what will be your ideal or dream project?
0: To so create my own Air Max One with Nike. Okay. Yeah, I've always... It's my favorite shoe. It's my favorite silhouette. And I've been working very closely with Nike for couple of years now
1: nice fingers
0: crossed that i can actually do this project one day
1: nice yeah. you know why i like the particular brand and also excited about that potential project i'm going to say potential project potential. is because there's this, there's also a level of storytelling that comes with right. such a project i don't know if you right? know
0: karabopopi right no i don't know she's a an amazing south african illustrator and i'm yeah. privileged enough to call her like a very close friend yes but she is the only african mm. To have designed her own sneaker for Nike, she designed a whole series of silhouettes for the Air Force One. Wow! So there was like multiple combinations of like yeah. it was Nike ID. So she had like set designs, and you could combine these designs to create your own sneaker. Yeah, but it was customizable through the Nike ID website. So there was like dozens of possibilities that you could create your own sneaker. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it was still her work. Mm. Uh, and no one ever speaks enough about like how amazing and how impactful that project mm. was, not just on her, but the South African illustration. Right. Community as a whole, you know, Right. So, yeah, after her doing that, I feel like it's such a big possibility for a lot of other, yeah, even younger South, South Africans to do amazing projects. You know?
1: Yeah, yeah. Seth, I, I think I was excited about interviewing you and, and the session because definitely time has evolved. You know, We've gotten mm. away from the sort of corporate traditional mm. career path. Now someone that is you know, sitting at home listening to us or watching this is like, actually, I can, I can still make a career out of For this. For sure, you can
0: make a career out of anything.
1: Because you know where we come from. Mm -hmm. Honestly, I quit my corporate 9-to-5 job to work in the development space, Um, NGO, Mm -hmm. uh, social responsibility, and it was frowned upon. It's like, what the hell are you doing?
0: Like, why would you do that? you losing security over exactly that. passion or something. Exactly
1: that. I even remember my mom saying, um, you're going to lose your medical aid? Or, mm. like, what kind of security are you getting from this? So, yes, there is a level of passion. But also, I think what I'm getting from this is working hard to make sure that still sustains you.
0: Also being structured. Like Correct. Like, having the passion, but also knowing, like, okay. Like for me, I'm a freelancer. Yeah. I earn the same amount of money that I would every month. Some yeah. months I earn amazingly, mm. other months I don't earn much. Correct. But I can balance my finances out mm. and I can work out. This is how much my medical aid is. This is how much my rental is. Mm. This is how much my life insurance is, mm. you know. These small things that you can still take care of yourself without having to have a nine-to-five, mm. you know. It's just working smart, and being structured.
1: Yeah.
0: And that's the most important thing because I think we all get caught up in the fancy and the amazing part of like, right. you've been doing this on your own and this is amazing, but then there's also like a big level of like responsibility that you have to take, you know, like just be careful. I love and that. Like there's a level of, of structure
1: that still needs to be there, even with your passion.
0: Even with your passion. I think more so. Yes, than right? With the corporate job, you don't have to be structured. Mm. You don't, I mean, you, you can, but there's already structure in place. But when you're doing your, your own passion, you're doing it for yourself, and you can easily just.
1: And I can imagine also the level you know? of discipline that yeah, is required. It's,
0: it's, it's, it's a lot. It's more. It's, it's a lot. It's it's really it's really tough,
1: listen, but it's worth it. Yeah. No. Listen, you are inspiration to me, and I definitely know someone that is watching and listening to this. Okay. So, listen, you put a lunch bar. What's the story with the lunch bar? <laughs> um,
0: it just reminds me of after school when I would like kind of walk home from school and I'd stop at the tuck shop in my neighborhood, Mm. I would buy like a lunch bar or my actually sister would buy me a lunch bar. And then we would go home and I would sit and watch Dragon Ball Z and draw Dragon Ball Z while eating this lunch bar. So...
1: (laughs) I love that. Okay, are we going to share a lunch bar? We can share it. Let's do this. Okay, I'm going to do a piece (laughs) for me. Literally a small piece. Do you want to cut?
0: For sure. Thank you.
1: You're welcome. It's also my favorite. I don't want to say.
0: Yeah, I was very like, oh, I don't like them. They got nuts and stuff. And then Mm-mm. I just decided to actually have one. But it wasn't like these long ones. It was more like the really small yes, ones. Yes, 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 yes. It's those those like, really small ones. You get like two of those and you're just like in your bag.
1: Oh, gosh, it does taste good. After not, not eating anything sweet for a couple of days, that <laughs> does really hit the spot, hey?
0: Yeah, it does. <coughs>
1: Um, Seth, once again, thank you so much for coming through. I really appreciate it. Thank you for Thank you for me. telling us your journey, and I wish you that project.
0: <laughs> thank you so I much. I want that I really project
1: for you. I, I want I, that, and when you get that project, I want you back <laughs> to tell, us, <laughs> tell like, us all about it. No,
0: for sure. Thank for you sure. so much, Seth. Thank you, guys.
1: Guys, that is where we live it for today. Thank you so much for joining us. Please catch this episode and many other episodes wherever you get your podcasts. This podcast has been in collaboration with DW Chikarand FM and East Coast Radio. Until next time, my name is Nozibele Mayaba. Don't hold back. Say.